Good evening once again, and thank you all so much for joining us for a very special edition of Fandom Talk. Uh, I have with me uh, Mr. Red Lanyard, uh, Al, better known as uh, Al Manley. He is uh, one of our fantastic writers here with the Fandom Correspondents. Al, how you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. I'm ready to. I'm ready to talk and hear people talk tonight. It's going to be a good one, folks. Woo! That's a. You know, I'm I'm hoping that our listeners have the exact same thought process because uh, that's that's you know that's kind of what a podcast is about. So we also have with us uh, the wise sage himself, uh, my brother Josh. Josh, how's it going, man? Dude, it's going great. I'm I'm really excited. We got three white guys talking about comics, which is pretty much what DC fandom was this this past. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited for this. Let's do this. Ooh. All right, getting it right out there. And my name is uh, Vance McCarty. Uh, the, of course, my, my uh, real name is Jacob, and that's kind of what they'll most likely be, be saying. Uh, Josh has, every time that he introduces me, always says I'm the man of a million names, and that's true. I've got quite a few different nicknames, different things I go by. But whatever you know me by, uh, I'm happy you're here, happy you're listening. Um, and we want to go ahead and give a quick shout-out to uh, the man who actually suggested this, Mr. Andrew Bueller, uh, one of our one of our biggest fans, uh, someone who has been a really big, big supporter of us, but he's also a man who loves DC comics. Um, and when he, when he was suggesting that, that we did a podcast about this, I was originally just going to do it as a small article, but, uh, I think this is going to work a lot better if we actually are discussing it. And, um, you know, because at, at our core, of this we genuinely love dc comics if you haven't gotten that from the past podcast that we've had or if this is the first time you're listening to us uh if this is the first time you're listening to us hi welcome we're the fan correspondents we're happy you're here um but we genuinely love dc comics superman is probably my favorite hero of all time i know batman is josh's favorite hero of all time um al loves so many different characters i know obviously red hood constantine um you know the Red Lanterns. I mean, he's called Red Lanyard. I'm staring at a at a Red Lantern uh, backdrop for him on Skype right now. That's you know that's kind of where that's that's kind of where where we all sit with our love for DC Comics. So take note that any any negative comments or any kind of criticism that does happen tonight comes from a place of us being genuinely concerned about something that we truly love and we want to see the best for. Um, and cannot think of a better way. To uh, to do a lead into the first segment of DC Fandom, um, and and also excuse me if you don't know what DC Fandom was, um, basically whenever Comic Con was canceled uh, this year due to you know different complications from COVID nineteen and things like that, um, DC decided to do effectively their own version of Comic Con only online. Um, so they had a bunch of different panels. They showed a lot of different trailers for video games, movies, um, and I believe they're going to be doing. <clears throat> excuse me. A second one on September twelfth, um, I think I'm, I could be I could be off about about that date, um, yeah. where they were going to be focusing more on the comments that or excuse me comments comics comic books that are coming up, um, which honestly, with everything that's going on in the DC Comics world right now, I'm actually kind of curious to see uh, what's going to happen there. So that's something that we'll we'll be talking about in the future, um, the future of DC Comics as a whole. Because if you've been reading Death Metal by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, or you've been really kind of keeping up with anything that's going on with DC right now. They're, we're getting into this pretty interesting territory, um, especially about wondering about the future of DC Comics as a whole. So we'll be getting into that uh, later. But once again, uh, from a place of love, 
the first thing we're going to talk about is the Snyder, is the Snyder cuts. Um, um, just uh, just real quick before we get into the um, announcements, um, we've already had a job for Fact Check Boy, and that is to see when the uh, the second part of the DC Fandom event is. And um, yeah, it is Saturday, September 12th. Um, apparently, it's going to be 24 hours long. It's going to be a big oh, boy. Goodness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Fact check boy has already made an appearance. I'm, I'm sorry. And could we get, could we get fact, boy, uh, fact check boy's uh, theme song, please? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> fact checking boy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Be- yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Incredible. Love I, made, <clears throat> I made the bold decision and to really reach up f- f- for that extra octave there at the end. It was good. I, I, I really, I, I saw, I, I saw it. But even mm. more than seeing it, I felt it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm, indeed. Um, indeed. And if after the first uh, six and a half minutes you are still with us, we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> God um, bless you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So for those of you who do not know, in 2017, Justice League came out, um, and Zack Snyder had to leave. Was originally the director on it. Had to leave the project, and Joss Whedon came in and. Oh. Had a bunch of reshoots. It cost an astronomical amount of money to do the reshoots. Literally the most expensive set of reshoots ever uh, at that point in time for any film. A lot of different stuff happened with it. We're not going to get into all of it on that that end. However, following that, um, fans basically hated it um, on both sides of the aisle when it comes to if you like Snyder or if you don't like Snyder. Um, and since then, the fans who do like Snyder have been pushing to get the Snyder cut released. Um, so much. I mean, Zack Snyder himself has been working incredibly hard to actually get the, to actually get the thing released. Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, really wanted the the Snyder cut released. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot has been working towards this. Uh, it is a unprecedented event, um, that a a release of a director's cut has brought this much attention. Um, so it's officially coming out on HBO max in May, I believe. Uh, I think, I think that's the uh, fact checking boy could actually work on that one for me. I know uh, for those of you who do not know, while, while Al is going to be pretty silent on this, he has uh, refused to even acknowledge. Uh, fact, fact, che- fact checking boy. <laughs> Thank you. Al. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, I just wanted to chime in. I don't have it pulled up yet. I'll let you know. Okay, cool. Um, he uh, he hates the idea of the Snyder Cut. Um, he he and he will most likely not be watching it at all. Um, me and Josh will be watching it. Um, it is apparently going to be done very similar to Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight from on on Netflix, where it is going to be done in like. Four hour long segments, which I just I don't know what's going to happen in this movie. I don't know exactly how much he's going or what all he's going to add to it. Um, I don't even know how good it's going to look. I know uh, accord, according to what they have said, it has cost thirty million dollars to to produce the Snyder Cut uh, and to bring his vision to life. Um, That's a lot of tacos, boys and girls. That 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 is a lot of tacos. Um, yeah. So. So yeah. Uh, um, so uh, fact checking boy. Uh, oh, yeah. 
So um, I looked into it. There is no specific set date for it other than 2021. But um, estimates from HBO Max say that um, it's expected the summer of 2021. Okay. So we'll see when that is. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll obviously be getting updates on that, you know, as we get closer to it. Um, if you, like I said, this is your first time listening to us, or if you just somehow have skipped basically any time that we talked about the DC heroes, um, we we do not enjoy Zack Snyder's um, interpretations of our characters um, from Man of Steel to Batman vs Superman to Justice League. Um, <clears throat> that being said, you know. From a cohesive narrative standpoint, I am interested to see where the Snyder Cut was going to go. Um, I have a general idea of where that storyline was going to go. Um, Josh called it a long time ago with uh, Black Suit Superman coming back, um, most likely being evil uh, and joining forces with uh, Steppenwolf. Um, and then the Justice League had to take him down, so on and so forth. Um, you know, and that's. I'm going to be honest with you. As a Master Superman fan, I don't care about that storyline. I really don't. Um, but we're apparently people wanted to see that. And, you know, that's that's okay if that's a thing. Um, but, you know, um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, Josh, do you have any thoughts on the Snyder Cut? <laughs> you remember when, uh, remember when Michael fake fire stanley <laughs> and he's like do you have something to say to me and, and stanley like, just goes oh yes, yes I, I do, do. <laughs> um so on a for a running theme of what i'll be discussing on dc fandom tonight uh, i just want to point out some severe hypocrisy here to start right off so dc okay and warner brothers who did they put in charge of the jake i want you to answer who they put in charge of the DC universe, and as far as bringing it to movies, um, over Zack Snyder and over Joss Whedon. Who they put there? Uh, Jeff Johns and, and John Berg and John Berg. Okay. So during this DC fandom thing, okay, when we're watching the Snyder Cut, we're supposed to forget that Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the Snyder Cut has currently come out with all these horrible accusations against Jeff Johns and John Berg. And all of a sudden, Warner Brothers and DC is just like, okay, we're going to give the Snyder Cut back. Here you go. And to me, it's just a highly hypocritical because they're the ones that put us in this situation to begin with. Because they're the ones who, in my opinion, forced Zack Snyder off of this thing. And they're the ones that put him in charge to begin with, even though he had shown no aptitude for any of this. And then also on top of that, okay, we've got the fact that with this four-hour Snyder Cut, what we're essentially getting at its core is just four hours of the most overrated director that I've ever seen. Like, you talked about Hateful Eight having four hours. I didn't want to watch four hours of Hateful Eight, and that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. And we like him. Yeah, and I can't even think to myself... Excuse me, what four hours of Zack Snyder would be like. So I'm just, no, I'm not really, I'm not really down for this. Um, I think, uh, you know, I didn't see anything in the little trailer that showed me like, well, you know, we're going in a different direction or anything like that. Um, we did I, like the Batman line. I did, yeah, yeah, he finally gave Batman a good line, you know, where Batman was actually a leader. 
Um, you know, but like, it's just, it's just not that this is a guy who fundamentally misunderstands what all these heroes are about. And to me, um, I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot there that's worth taking up four hours of my time. That being said, I will probably watch it because there's all types of Zack Snyder stands out there. And they'll be like, well, if you didn't see the magnum opus that is Justice League, you know, see, everything was building towards this. And by the way, the reason I think it's going to end up being the black suit Superman attacking everybody is because that links directly back to Batman vs. Superman, where they randomly gave Batman a dream sequence or flashpoint sequence or whatever, where he sees uh, Superman attacking on behalf of of Darkseid or Darkseid or however they say it in that. Um, So, you know, I just, you know, (laughs) to me, it's just a just a bad idea. Um, and, and giving this much, uh, attention to Zack Snyder at this point, um, you know, is just, is just, uh, it's just, it's just incomprehensible to me. All right. Uh, Al, do you have anything to say about the Snyder Cut or are you still, um, just going to avoid any discussion about it until a later time? Uh, I will. I will say one good thing about the presumed uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League. I will say that uh, the return of Superman costume, the black and silver, um, visually is one of my favorite Superman <coughs> costumes. And I will, I will leave my commentary at that. Okay. All right. <laughs> and also, for the record, uh, I do enjoy the suit as well. Uh, you, you are correct on that. Um, all right, well, that is going to move into the next part of, of the discussion of DC fandom, um, which is actually Flashpoint. Um, now, the Flashpoint movie, still very early in production, um, has had a lot of issues in the, in the last couple of years. Um, multiple different writers and directors have been, you know, stepping in to, to different chairs and then stepping out and then so on and so forth. Um, and there hasn't been a whole lot of info dropped just yet. Um, the biggest things that, that we have found out about it, I mean, of course, are things that a lot of, a lot of people probably already knew about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, um, which is a pretty big, that's, that's pretty big. Um, Ezra Miller will also be reprising his role as Flash. Um, Grant Gustin from the Flash, uh, television series from the CW will also apparently be making an appearance in the film. Um, and it has now been confirmed that Ben Affleck will also be reprising his role as Batman. Um, a lot of interesting things just in, in that sentence right there, because we have three separate, you know, corners of the DC universe coming together. Um, so a lot of people, a lot of people are assuming that they're going to jump in to, you know, crossing over different earths, um, and doing different storylines, you know, featuring the different earths and different universes. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, I think that's, I think that is a smart move. Especially if they want to do any kind of like course correction to, the, like the Justice League franchise or anything like anything in that sense, they they could definitely do it using Flashpoint as a off point because then you could say, well, it's it's a different Earth, you know, that's it's a different interpretation, you know. Um, so, is it technically the easy way out? Yeah, but you know, it's it won't be easy to explain time travel in that movie. So there's that. Um, so yeah. So, uh, Al, any comments on on the Flashpoint film? I've got some comments on the Flashpoint film. Okay, um, what you got? I don't... 
Well, I don't know what's going on with it. I just, I really don't know. Like, I love it. I love it because um, Flashpoint is one of those situations where if I were to read an article that came out tomorrow about a new development with Flashpoint, it could it could say literally anything, and I would believe it. This is one of the few times this is true. Like it could say literally anything in the world, and I would believe it. Um, I mean, like you just, it's just like when I talk to friends I have who aren't like super into comic books and stuff, and I ask them like, you know, what are some things that have stopped you from getting into comic books? They always one of the things they always say is that it's confusing and it's overwhelming and they aren't sure where to begin. I have never seen that put into real life as much as I have as what's apparently going on with the Flashpoint film. Um, so at this point, at this point, this is going to the yeah, Flashpoint. I don't even know where to begin. Flashpoint is coming out in 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that's what it says. It says Flashpoint mm-hmm. is coming out 2022. That is coming out after Robert Pattinson's and Matt Reeves, the Batman. So mm-hmm. at this point, Flashpoint is going to have two different Batman, neither of which are going to be the most recent Batman we as an audience have seen so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in addition to that, it's going to have... at 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 least two different flashes. I don't think they're going to stop there. I think it's kind of insane that a movie about the Flash would have fewer flashes than Batman, but that's just me. Um, well, like it's it's had like six different directors up to this point. Like this is not one where like it's. Weird. I was excited about the majority of stuff I saw. At handle the last couple of days i really was and i can't wait to get it, into this stuff i'm excited for but i can't bring myself to be excited about the flash because it just seems like they're just throwing darts at a dartboard with ideas on it and going with wherever the dart happens to land i mean it's it's wild and i like here's the thing i like the thing i like a lot of the things individually right i like high cool Keaton coming back as Batman. I think that's really neat. I've, um, I'm really excited to see like what kind of Batman he is and stuff. Um, I, I, I didn't like how Ben Affleck's Batman was written, but I thought, you know, the man himself had potential in the character if he had been given a good script. Um, I like the Flashpoint storyline from the comics a lot. I'm really into it. I like the animated film Flashpoint. I like a lot of the individual things, but like this looks, this feels to me like just, it feels like they lost the thread a long time ago (laughs) with the movie. It feels like they lost what they were really trying to do. And people are just saying, well, it's a reboot. But at this point, is it, how, how's it going to be? How's it going to be a reboot? Because the only thing that we have word on them rebooting is the Batman. And that will have already come out by the time this comes out. So, like, who are they going to reboot? Are they going to reboot, like, Aquaman? 
Seth won an Aquaman direct sequel has already been announced, and Aquaman was pretty successful. Are they going to re- reboot the Wonder Woman stuff? Are you going to reboot the most s- successful character the movies have had so far? Like, that won't make any sense. Um, I'm convinced nobody knows what the hell is going on with Superman in this in this universe at this point, as far as the actor and the characters and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know, man. It feels like they lost the thread on this. It feels like they really lost what they were trying to do. And now... It feels like it feels like they're making a movie based on like internet clickbait. <laughs> uh, they're just like, oh, you know what would really catch people's attention? What if we brought back like an old Batman actor? That'd be crazy. They're just like, okay, we did it, and and people paid attention. Like, what are we gonna do next? Just like, oh, shoot, dude, is is Affleck up to anything right now? Like, let's see if he'll put on the suit one more time. Just like, okay, we got Affleck. What are we going to do next? I was just like, oh, I don't know. Oh, call, oh, call the kid who plays on CW. See if he's up to anything. Just like, oh, we got him. Now what are we going to do? Like, it's just, <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, man. We're, we're going to see. But, I don't know. It feels like, I'm not really surprised there wasn't a whole lot said at uh, the fandom thing about it because mm. honestly i think they haven't f- figured out yet what their next announcement's gonna be i think <laughs> i think we're finding things out about the movie just as fast as as the filmmakers are to be honest <laughs> i think is that, that, kind of that thing? Is so so i don't know man i don't know that's just me that's my that is my note of of skepticism and on this podcast okay guys that's where everything else that was revealed of this stuff i'm really excited about and i'm going to talk about in happy terms but like this flashpoint stuff just we we are kind of getting the rough stuff it, out of the way that it, which is which is a good part it confuses know? me i just don't understand i just don't understand what they're doing and i don't think they do either <laughs> so so we'll see josh any thoughts on the uh, flashpoint movie yeah, so there's a uh, there's a YouTuber I've grown to really like uh, named Lindsay Ellis, and she does a she did a video on the Cats movie, which I'm a huge fan of the Cats musical, uh, which I I just am. It's fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the movie I haven't seen yet, but everything I've seen about the movie makes me just want to just cringe. It looks like horrific, and her after about talking about the Cats movie and the musical and everything, she comes to the conclusion that Cats is just not something that should ever be filmed as a movie. It doesn't work. You know, you for Cats, you need people in the audience because the Cats talk to the audience. You know, you don't need a, a, a plot because the plot of Cats is basically the plot of, you know, of old Broadway musicals, which is basically just to have a bunch of people come out and dance and sing. That's the whole point of Cats. You can't make that into a movie. What does that have to do with comic movies? Easy. You can't make Flashpoint into a movie. It's it's nigh impossible. I have bigger questions than Al does on this. Flashpoint movie, or Flashpoint comic. Are they going to have Wonder Woman cut off Mara's head in this movie? That's a big point of Flashpoint. Is Thomas Wayne going to be going around stabbing people? Is Michael Keaton Thomas Wayne? You know? I mean, the thing is, like, for me, I don't think they're trying to do a Flashpoint one-to-one comic. What I think they're trying to do is Days of Future Past It. And to Al, to answer your question, I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to erase everything that happened from the Snyderverse with this movie, in my opinion. Which is, once again, why I think it's completely hypocritical that we're about to spend four hours with Zack Snyder 
when I think all this stuff's going to be erased. Because that's the only reason to do this movie the way you're doing it. There's Flashpoint only exists to make things right that have gone wrong. Like, there's no... So, like, what's the point of this movie if they're not going to erase what's gone wrong? That's the only reason this movie should exist. Because it's the only reason that storyline's ever existed. And the other thing is, like, we don't even know this Flash. And this, in my opinion, if... Okay, if you were trying to explain Flash to somebody, at what point... What, like... I mean, when did you, like, wait until, like... I don't know, the 46th hour of talking about Flash to talk about Flashpoint? Probably, yes. You know, because, like, I mean, there's, like, it, it's it's ridiculous because the whole point of this is, like, just this mass of alternate realities that that Flash has screwed with, you know? And at one point, even though me and Jake like to, even though I like to say this to Jake, you know, at one point, Flash accidentally wipes out a reality in Flashpoint. So, like, I mean, like, what what things is this Flashpoint movie going to do, going to take from the comics to put into this movie because, in my opinion, it, it's it's unfilmable. What they're what they want to do is is just unfilmable in my opinion. So I I don't have I don't have a whole lot of hope for it. Um, they did uh, you're right. They didn't talk about much. There was a panel. Um, one thing we haven't discussed at all is that they did find a director. It's Andy Machete, uh, who did uh, it Chapter One and Chapter Two. Mm. Uh, much worse than that, he did Mama, which in my opinion is one of the worst horror movies ever. Um, but, um, that's a, that's a weird, that's a weird flex for me, you know, flash, you know, extremely optimistic character, mm-hmm. give him the guy who did it chapter one and chapter two. That's a weird flex to me. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm at least as skeptical as you are. They do also currently have a writer, uh, as well. Um, Christina Hodson who her last two movies were Bumblebee and and the Birds of Prey film. This is a this is a hilarious mishmash of people yes, in this it is. movie. Yes. So you've got Ezra Miller who <clears throat> in, who the first one I ever saw Ezra Miller in was We Need to Talk About Kevin, which where he's a school shooter, mm-hmm. okay? All right, that's the first movie I ever saw him in. Second movie I saw him in was Perks of Being a Wallflower, okay? Where mm-hmm. he's like the quirky dude, you know, who I mean he's a wallflower, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course then he gets Flash. I mean, like, that's his trajectory, and I'm just really confused about by it. You know, like, I don't know. I, 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 you know, and so, and then you give him the, then you give him the director from It and the writer of Bumblebee and Harley Quinn, Birds yes. of Prey? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, that is, that is, that, I, I, that, that, that is a weird stew of a movie right there. Yeah, uh, Flashpoint's definitely going to be an odd one. Uh, it, it will. Um, even, even, even though I am excited to see certain things in it, uh, like like Al said, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck coming back could be pretty interesting to watch. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be a weird movie. It's going to be a weird movie no matter what. Um, also, what do you do to follow up Flashpoint? Like, 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 let's say the like, let's say it's a success. How do you follow it up? Because I'm I'm about halfway convinced the whole reason we're doing Flashpoint is because someone at DC went, uh, there's no cool way to do super speed anymore. Everyone's took it from us. Like I'm about halfway convinced that's the reason they're doing it. But see, there's still so much to do because the Speed Force is so much more than that. So they could do so much more with that. Like we haven't even seen their version of super speed really because all we've seen it is in like a scene in Batman vs Superman, and then we see him do some things in justice league 
I mean, I mean, tell me, okay, all right, both of y'all, you mean tell me that if five years from now it comes out that John Peters was like, guys, I just don't think you need to speed in this one, man. You need to do time travel because we've done everything we can with speed. We've seen Quicksilver and two different and two different Marvel movies. I just don't think we need to do speed anymore. If that, if someone came out and said that, you mean tell me you'd be like, wow, that's, that's really shocking to me. I can't believe that Warner Brothers would be like that. I just love that John Peters, the the man that we know struggled because of the Kevin Smith stories. About, he's been executive producer on all his movies. He has. Okay? He has. I know he like, has. That's why you bring him up. I know. Okay, I'm not just bringing him up. Be a jerk. He's an executive producer on all his movies. All these movies go past him. Mm-hmm. They actually first they went past Jeff Johns and Gomberg and then got to him. Okay, so like this is mm-hmm. a problem that you have to discuss. Mm-hmm. You know, because all this stuff is directives from him. He's the Warner Brothers guy. And so, like, like you can you can reset this universe all you want to. We're going to talk about Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about Batman and Wonder Woman. But these movies have a cap on them of how far they can go until you remove that hierarchy. So, yeah. I mean, that you know, there we go. I will not be optimistic like Al for the rest of the evening. I just want to throw that out there. But I watched more of this crap than you guys did. Yes, I was uh, I was unfortunately working uh, most of yesterday, and uh, then I get a chance to watch a lot of the panels, uh, which we will also be getting to. Um, which, oh boy, if you think Josh is upset now, um, but uh, but we will begin to more of the announcements, um, and that actually leads me to the next one, um, which <clears throat> we'll start off with the Suicide Squad movie, which actually looked uh, pretty awesome. Uh, they did not show. Um, like an actual main trailer. It was more so they were showing like behind the scenes where they showed some clips from the movie. Um, but of course the big, the big thing from DC fandom was announcing the full cast um, of who, of who is in the suicide squad. Um, Al, do you want Al, I believe you said you had the list pulled up. You want to go ahead and, uh, and uh, read off that list for us. I would be happy to you, my liege. Ooh, excellent. Uh, Ooh. So we have, Idris Elba, playing Bloodsport. We have uh, the wonderfully talented Margot Robbie, uh, reprising of her role as Harley Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. We have um, have wrestling extraordinaire John Cena, playing Peacemaker. Uh, we have uh, the also um, incredibly talented uh, Viola Davis, uh, reprising her role as Amanda Waller. I am super on board with that decision. I love Viola Davis. Um, Jai Courtney is reprising his role as Captain Boomerang. Um, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Um, David, sir, I'm going to ruin your last name. Uh, David Dasmochian. You had it. You got it. As the polka dot man. Daniela Ochoir. Um, as Ratcatcher 2, uh, Steve Agee as King Shark, Sean Gunn as Weasel, Flula, my boy Flula Borg, is going to be Javelin, um, fan favorite Nathan Fillion um, is going to be TDK, uh, and other fan favorite Peter Capaldi is going to be the Hinker. Um, not really a fan favorite, but he's in this movie too. Pete Davidson is going to be Blackguard. Um, Alice Braga is going to be Soul Soria. Um, Hailing Ng 
I believe is how you say the last name. I could very easily be wrong, and I'm sorry if I am. Um, it's going to be Ongol. Um, Michael Rooker is going to be Savant. Storm Reed as Tyla. Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt. And Juan Diego Poto as Luna. Whew. It's a big list. Yeah, so very, very, very well that. done, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very well done. Um, so, so right off the bat, I mean, of course, the I think the most interesting thing about this cast list and about the the characters that are in it is that, in my opinion, Harley is literally the only safe one. Um, I mean, and, and literally the only safe one. For me, I think really? literally anyone else could could die in this movie. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. um, and that's oh, 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 in that way. Okay, I thought yes, you mentioned. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm like sorry. A, I thought you mentioned like a casting way, and I was about to. Oh about to, no, 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 no! I was no, about no. to reach through no. the computer and slap you for my girl Viola Davis. Absolutely, no, no, no. I have, I have. Let, let me go ahead and, tell, and and just say this right now. I have never felt stronger about a casting list um, than anything, strictly because, as you already said, our boy Flula Borg is going to be playing Javelin. You know. <laughs> Um, and that that alone makes makes me pumped. Um, but no, that's that's the that's what I mean by he's the only safe one because the the interesting aspect of Suicide Squad and something that they completely and totally lost in the first movie is that anyone could die. However, when you had like six named actors and then Slipknot over in the corner, uh, who is literally just the He's the guy that's good with ropes, you know, because and for the record, let me go ahead and just get that out of the way real quick. Joel Kinnaman, do not change your accent at all. I want you to be as cheesy as possible. I want you to do the we got her hearts out now we can defeat her. Like, I, I want that again, please. That was my favorite part of the first Suicide Squad. Um, and and, I, and I'm ready to see it again. Um, but but no, if you went into that movie saying, boy, I, I think Slipknot's going to make it through, you know. Like through that movie, I, I I don't know what where where your head was at because I knew Slipknot was dead in like the first like ten minutes, which he wasn't dead in the first ten minutes. I'll give him that. He was dead within the first five minutes of when he first showed up. But you know, say la vie, um, <clears throat> R R I P Slipknot. But with this one, you know, even Idris Elba is playing Bloodsport. Idris Elba is playing a character who first showed up in the John Byrne Superman storyline. But he's such a like C tier character that even even it took me a second to remember who he was, and I'm a big Superman fan. So like, and for the record, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that as a, that's a good thing. Um, that even someone as as big as Idris Elba couldn't could absolutely die in this movie. That's that could be a thing. Um, and to me, at, if you do it that way, you have the core of the Suicide Squad. And so for me, I'm I cannot wait for this movie. Um, I'm very excited to see it and to see what Gunn does with it. The behind the scenes uh, trailer looks, it looks like they're just having a blast with it. And honestly, like that's that's exactly what I expected Gunn to bring to it, and that's and that's why I'm excited for it. Um, so uh, so yeah, so uh, Josh, what what are your what are some of your thoughts on the Suicide Squad movie? I'm pretty high on the Suicide Squad movie actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, one of the interesting parts about it is there's. Uh, more people of color in that cast than was featured in the rest of the fandom combined. Uh, so I thought that was interesting, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, James Gunn, of course, is a fantastic director. He's he's just 
he's top notch. I mean, like it's going to be, it, it's going to be a good movie. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, um, beyond this, I think this one will be good. Uh, I thought the, the panel itself, um, seemed like all the actors really had a lot of fun except for Pete Davidson. Um, and I'm not just, I mean, that's it, just, that's just poor Pete. That's just kind of how he is. Uh, but it, like, seemed like everybody's having a lot of fun. Uh, everybody, you know, if you watch the panel, everybody's picking on Michael Rooker and just having a good time, um, you know, just playing off each other. Uh, so there's a lot of chemistry there, I think. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no Jared Leto to ship anybody use condoms or dead rats or anything like that to throw, throw this movie off, you know? And so I think you're, you're going to have a, a much more, um, uh, cohesive movie on uh, this one. For those of you who do not know, Josh did not just have a stroke. Uh, those things actually did happen oh, on the set I of Suicide thought, I thought that was kind of a thing that everybody... Okay, Jared Leto played the Joker one time, guys, even though that's something that was erased, even in the Joker panel. Uh, but Jared Leto did play the Joker one time. He had a damaged tattoo on his forehead. It was kind of hilarious. And he went super method with it because one thing that Joker likes to do, as we know from all the comics, is ship used condoms to people. Uh, and so that's what he did to the cast. Uh, and so if you're if you're ever watching that movie and everybody just has a vague look of heart, you know, horrified, vague look on their face, it's probably because Jared Leto had you know done something like you know found a dead rat and was wearing it as a toupee or something one day and just you know that, that's probably something that happened. That's not going to be in this movie. You can already tell uh, that's not there. Uh, sure. There's you know there's no method actors in this movie. So. Um, I think it's good. I, I think I do. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I think it's uh, top to bottom. Uh, I, I like Lula <laughs> Borg as Javelin is just hilarious. <laughs> I think Sean Gunn as Weasel is hilarious. Um, you know, and uh, I, yeah, I just I think uh, John Cena's Peacemaker will probably end up being the the guy that kind of steals the show. I really do. I, that's a character that's just born to be laughed at so yeah so yeah no i don't know i have nothing really bad to say about suicide squad real, real quick before we get to al um because you said john cena is probably gonna steal a show okay however there is a rumor on this okay and al i don't know and al might be surprising you i mean i don't know if you've heard this because uh taika watiti um man who has done you know what we do in the shadows um did thor ragnarok um played korg and thor and thor ragnarok um you know Fantastic uh, creator um, and actor, and he is going to be voicing or going to be portraying someone in this film. It was not revealed um, who he's going to be portraying. However, a lot of people are assuming that he will be doing a voiceover um, since, as he has done in the past, like I said, with Korg and Thor Ragnarok and Avengers uh, Endgame. Um, And so some people are thinking that he will actually be the voice of King Shark with uh, Steve uh, uh, Agee or Augie playing um, playing King Shark through mo- motion capture, but it'll be Taika Waititi actually voicing him, which I got to be honest, um, since that theory was brought up, I- I'm going to actually kind of be upset if he is not voicing King Shark. Um you know, like I, that's... Mean, I feel like I feel like it's pretty safe. He'll end up voicing here. here one of two things going to happen. Here, here's your two options here. He's going to be the voice of King Shark, or he'll be some completely random villain because uh, the villain hasn't been announced yet. That's true. That is true. So what, those those are your two options. I'm okay either way. I personally uh, kind of like the idea that he's going to end up being Dr. Light. I think that's that would be hilarious. That'd be a cool one too. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, so, so I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at on it. 
But uh, if he's King Shark, that's fine. But even no matter what he is, Peacemaker is a guy, okay, who wears what he what he designs as a silver bullet on his head, and you've got John <laughs> Cena playing that. Like there's no like there there's no other there's no other answer to who's going to steal this film other than Peacemaker, you know. In my opinion, you know, I, mean, I, I think everybody's great, but I just feel like. That's the one I'm. I'm. I'm I, that's the one I'm looking. That's at. the one you're looking for. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Al, go, go go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to cut you off a little bit there, man. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. What do you, what um, do you think about success? Uh, I am. Pre- I'm pretty excited. Um, uh, I'm very excited. I can't wait for like um, a real uh, trailer to come out. <laughs> to be <laughs> to be totally honest, that's just where I'm at. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they did. I think. I'm prone to think they held on to the people they should have held on to. Um, they, they weren't going to get rid of Argo as Harley Quinn. Um, mm. It was good to hold on to her. It was great to hold on. Again, anybody out there who thinks that like me really being a big fan of Viola Davis is like a joke or like a meme I'm doing, like it's not. I, I really love Viola Davis. I love everything she's been in. Um, and like, yeah, and um, and I think they made a really, really smart decision to not recast um, Amanda Waller because I think she's a terrific mm. Amanda Waller. Um, you know, there were a lot of issues with 2016 Suicide Squad, and Viola Davis was far away from all of them. Um, um, and I think, point. and I think that I Courtney is a great captain. Boomerang as well. I think they held on to everybody they needed to hold on to to fit the character. Um, and I trust James Gunn. I would trust James Gunn with almost any licensed title in the world, to be completely honest. So, yeah, I'm all in. Absolutely. Um, one last thing. Uh, because because since this is uh, this is both about news and about our opinions as well. Um, I, there were some people that were kind of confused about the cast listing. Uh, a lot of people thought that Idris Elba was going to be cast as Deadshot. Um, it was announced a few a few months back, I believe. I'm, I can't... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's 2020. Uh, qu- quarantine was weird. Uh, I can't remember exactly when it was announced. But um, there was a point where it came out that Idris Elba was not going to be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. Um, Will Smith did not leave on bad terms with DC or Warner Brothers. Um, it was it was just a scheduling conflict, um, and because of that, um, Gunn made the decision that he did not want to recast Deadshot, but he wanted to save Deadshot if they want to use him in a future in a future film, or if they or if Will Smith wants to reprise his role later. Um, so that's why Idris Elba is actually playing Bloodsport instead. Um, so so some some people didn't didn't know about that, and I just want to kind of go ahead and clear it and uh, clear that up. I didn't mind Will Smith in the in the first film. Um, he wasn't amazing as Deadshot, but he wasn't he like much like you said with the viola davis uh al will, will smith was not the problem with that movie um you know so but uh but yeah um but speaking of suicide squad that actually leads us to our next little uh, segment actually going into the realm of video games um suicide squad subtitle kill the justice league um so we've got we didn't get a whole lot of info from this one um, because, to the best of my knowledge, it's still 2022, I think, is when it's coming out. 
so we yeah. actually got a pre-rendered trailer. Um, yeah, um, we got a pre-rendered trailer um, where it was featuring Captain Boomerang, uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and King Shark. Um, find a bunch of like Brainiac robots, basically from the look of it. There's a giant Brainiac. Uh, uh, over whatever city they're in, I think it's Metropolis. Um, and uh, you know they're they're doing their thing. Uh, Bombs were bagged up by Outcast starts playing while they start doing all these awesome moves. Uh, Captain Boomerang has a boomerang that is like a teleporter, which is weird, but at the same time, I'm here for it. It looks awesome. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happens, and then all of a sudden, um, Superman comes out of nowhere. Superman straight up fries a dude right in front of them. We we're getting evil Superman again. Um, if it was any other kind of storyline or any other kind of game, I would actually kind of be upset about that story arc since we've already had Injustice 2. We've got the Snyderverse. I'm, I will readily admit as a Superman fan, I'm tired of evil Superman. I'm ready to get back to classical, hopeful Superman. Um, but uh, but, but I'm, I, I am looking forward to this game. Uh, a lot of people are assuming that it's just going to be like Brainiac taking over the Justice League and the Suicide Squad are the ones who are going in there to try to... Try to Fix the situation. Worst case scenario, like the subtitle says, kill the Justice League. So, uh, so yeah. So, Al, what, thoughts on the Suicide Squad game? Like, like I said, I know it's a pre-rated trailer. Not a whole lot of information out just yet. But what, what were your kind of first impressions of this? Um, I am here for it. Um, I I am really excited about it. I love the trailer. The reason why I love the trailer, and I'll get to this Superman Justice League thing. But the main thing I really loved about the trailer is that it was just, it just looked so good and so like appealing. Like there was a lot of color in it. Like there was a lot of like, I don't know, it was very bright. It was very colorful. It was very, it's very action packed. It was just like, you know, it felt like, um, it gave me vibes for like, um, Rage 2, which is a weird comparison, but if anybody's played Rage 2, the idea of, like, the high-octane action combined with, like, the very colorful, um, um, expressive um, color palette um, is definitely there. So I just think it, I mean, t- t- to tear down to, like, its its most ace factors, um, it's really it's really pretty to look at. So um, I'm here for it. Um but um, yeah, I was kind of disappointed that it's uh, that apparently the Justice League or some kind of uh, Brainiac-controlled Justice League um, is going to be the antagonist of the game. Um, I was kind of hoping for something a bit more um, <sighs> unique, I guess. Um, because, like, I will say. When it gets to that point towards the end of the trailer, where Superman has like the the helicopter pilot he saved, and then he just like torches him with heat vision and stuff, I did kind of roll my eyes at that part because it was just kind of like, oh my god, just do <laughs> do something creative, like just, mm. just stop, stop doing the same stuff. But um, yeah, as far as how it looks, um, as far as um, um, I'm saying a sounded right now i looked up a couple articles about it um it says if you're playing single player with ai control teammates you'll be able to switch between different characters at will that is super uh i love that inject that Mm. in my veins that is great um and yeah who would have thought that 
uh, DC Fandom 2020 would be uh, the year of King Shark. And would really, <laughs> would really be the highlight for all those King Shark fans out there because we're getting him in a movie or getting him in a video game. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Josh, thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'm down for Suicide Squad. I think it'll look. I think it's uh, looks really good. Um, I do. I will. <laughs> here's what I will say. Just kind of the piggyback on what Al said. If you were born in 2000 then you're Superman at this point, okay? Yeah. Superman you've grown up with. Mm-hmm. 2013, you get Superman who breaks Zod's neck and is just really sad and, like, has a real messy messiah complex, essentially. Uh, then you get whatever is happening in Batman first Superman. More messiah complex. More messiah complex uh, and just a lack of logic altogether. Uh, and then you get two Injustice games, where you're, he's the final boss in both of them. He's mm. the bad guy and the final boss in both of them. Mm-hmm. And now here in 2020, uh, you're getting a Suicide Squad uh, game where once again he's presumably the final boss. Mm. And so I just, I you know, I don't, I don't know why DC hates its flagship character so much. I just don't understand. You know, like I know the boys is real popular and everything, but uh, I just don't know why you why you hate your character so much. I just don't get it. Uh, so I'm like you, I had real issues with that. But game seems like it could be fun. Suicide Squad's fun in general, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and <clears throat> look, Rocksteady has, because this is from the same, I'm sorry, none of us, actually, I don't think any of us actually mentioned it yet. This is from the same guys who did the Batman Arkham series. Um, the Arkham series is fantastic. I trust Rocksteady. I think I think the game's going to be great. Um and you know we still got two years. This this was a, this was the like very early trailer. There could be something else in the, in that storyline. Um, could be something else that that we haven't seen because if it's like the previous games, they're long games. The storylines change from what you think they're going to be, especially if you played uh, Arkham City or Arkham Knight. You know, so so yeah, so a lot of things could still happen. Um, but as excited as I am for that one. I have to admit, the other video game that was announced was the one I was more excited for. Um, so, Gotham Knights. We we got to talk about Gotham Knights here. Um, basically, um, Jim Gordon has has died somehow, and now Bruce Wayne has died somehow. Gotham's two primary protectors are gone. In their wake, when Bruce Wayne dies. He delivers a message to Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood, and of course, my boy, Nightwing. And uh, they have been charged with protecting the city in Bruce's absence as Batman. Um, we get some really cool uh, pre-alpha gameplay footage. Um, all the characters look vastly different, like in the gameplay styles and everything, and I'm really excited for that. Um but then, of course, the finale of the trailer confirms, in my opinion, the coolest aspect of it, which is that it, yes, as the worst kept secret in, in video game history right now, it is going to be the main antagonist looks to be the Court of Owls, um, which is interesting because if you've read the comic, you know, the entire aspect of the Court of Owls is 
Bruce doesn't understand Gotham. But with this, I'm kind of getting kind of this idea that now that Bruce is gone, what can stop the Court of Owls? And so that's I'm really excited to kind of see that aspect played played out in this game. Um, gosh, what what do you got in Gotham Knights, man? What, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty sweet. Um, the the big thing for me, if they can pull it off correctly. Uh, will be the the co-op uh, mission structure. Um, it looks like uh, you're gonna have two player online co-op if you want if you want. Uh, and how they pull that off, I think will um, is gonna tell tell on how good this game is. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I like who they picked. I mean, I think those are the four the four characters to pick uh, if you're gonna do this. Um, you know, I just I just kind of wonder how much of this is actually in the Arkhamverse, um, because if you beat Arkham Knight, you know that Batman pretty much goes away anyway. Mm. Uh, so at the beginning of this game seems a little different because it, there's an explosion and Bruce Wayne dies. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I do wonder about the connection there. The Mister Freeze they show is the exact same suit from yeah. Arkham City. Uh, and so, uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm very much intrigued by it. Uh, I think it looks, uh, looks really good. Uh, definitely look forward to playing it. Uh, I do think it's, um, I, I will say, I think one of the reasons why it's coming out before Suicide Squad, even though we knew about Suicide Squad before, it does look like they're using the same engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine, uh, that's, that's going to be, uh, that'll cut down on development time. Uh, but I didn't have any issue with the engine of Arkham Knight. I thought Arkham Knight was pretty underrated, actually. Uh, so, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see. I, I would like to see if they give all four characters different uh, modes of transportation. Uh, to me, I think that'd be real interesting because you got to see Batgirl's Bat Cycle. Uh, so I, I, I would I would like to see what they do with that. Absolutely. Uh, Al, what are your thoughts on Gotham Knights, man? I, I, know, I know if nothing else you got... Your, your boy Red Hood's there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, you give me a chance to play as Red Hood, then, like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna just be like, oh, this, oh, this game looks like it sucks. I'm never going to play it. Like, yeah, I'm going to play this one. <laughs> it could have looked... It could have been from, like, a new studio, like, and just looked like utter crap, and then it could have just had, like, a, a top a tagline like drawn on there in Microsoft paint saying you can play as red hood. And I just be like, Oh, okay. I'm going to buy this game. Sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just where I'm at right now in my life. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks, looks really cool. Um, I'm really intrigued by, um, as Josh said, I'm really intrigued by what they're going to do with the lore um, because it seems like it would be kind of weird to kind of try to fit it just directly into the Arkham um, timeline um, from those games, but um, yeah, I'm hyped to see the Court of Owls. Um, hyped to see a Mister Freeze-driven um, s- storyline, at least for a part of the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mister Freeze um, um, is very uh, is very cool and very under underused. Um, I like to see even more of Freeze in the future, both in games and in films. Uh, but, um, yeah, 
Looks cool. I will say it's weird, and it is weird that I'm I'm complaining about this because usually I would complain about the exact opposite. I wasn't in love with the gameplay demo they showed because I think there were just things in the demo that I don't think are going to be in the final game, and like that wouldn't be such a big deal because it happens all the time. But like these things, like felt like they were just. That they belonged in like a t- different genre of game even like th- there were like enemies with like health bars and like what appears to be like levels attached to them to show how strong the enemy is which is uh, which would be a very weird change from the arkham games um and like it just looked uh, kind of weird i saw a lot of people online saying like well this looks like um a games as a service type of live um, update type of game, which, like, I don't think it will be. Um, However, yeah, the demo they gave was really weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Which, again, is weird, because usually I complain that video game reveals don't actually have (laughs) have gameplay in them, and I complain about that. But So I do appreciate them having having gameplay in it, that's great. But um, yeah, just some weird tidbits here and there. Again, I don't think it'll like ruin the game. I doubt it'll even be in like the final product. It was just very distracting to me. But um, yeah, I'm going to play as Red Hood. That's enough for me. Yeah, I kind of I kind of knew who you, I kind of knew who your first playthrough was. Uh, you know, the, the moment I the moment I saw that. So, you know, but uh, but yeah, it obviously looks very exciting. Um, Warner Brothers Montreal is the ones developing it. Which they their last one was Arkham Origins, correct? Uh, like they they did they because Rocksteady didn't do Arkham Origins. Yeah, they, did. Like they did Arkham. Yeah, which a lot of people give Arkham Origins a lot a lot of crap. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, Arkham Origins had the best story of any of the of them. Yeah, in that, my that, that, that's, the, that's Arkham City might have been slightly better story wise, but I loved Arkham Origins story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it had a really had a really cool arc. Plus, we also got Troy Baker as the Joker in that, and that was that was wonderful to see. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, or- Origins also has the best uh, boss fight out of all the games with Deathstroke, in my opinion. That 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 is true. That is an awesome boss fight. Yeah. See, I'm being nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being nice. I'm being uh, really nice. We'll just we'll just we'll just pass yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love I love the Deathstroke boss fight. It's just the- okay. I'll go and tell you. It took Jake like forty five times to beat it, and I beat it, it like in one try. It was not because 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 Josh understands Batman. Oh, of course Jake, he do. Jake doesn't understand Batman. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, uh, but I, I no, I loved all the boss fights on that. Uh, I thought the Bane the the Bane boss fight was pretty sweet. Also, Bane boss fight yeah. was really cool. Um. Even the electrocutioner boss fight was even cool. Well, yeah, you know, but you just hit one button and knock him out. That's, that's, that's pretty. That's yeah, you're right. Pretty great. It was great. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, you to, then you have to take on uh, Copperhead while you're poisoned. Yeah, which that was that was pretty cool too. Um, yeah, I know. I really liked Arkham Origins. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, um, now we're going to talk about the panels. Uh, as as previously mentioned. Um, Excuse me. I was at work all day yesterday, um, so I did not get a chance to actually sit down and watch the actual panels. Um, 
I saw a few snippets, different things here and there, uh, but Josh actually watched a good portion of them. Um, and uh, Al, did you get a chance to watch too many of the panels or anything? Or were, um, were you mainly kind of like me, just kind of watching the main like events and the main uh, reveals and everything? Yeah, I probably watched a lot of like, the trailers and stuff. I don't usually watch um, um, a lot of panels. Um, that's because I've... I've I don't think they're very interesting usually, so, so just don't watch them. That's just why like, you're optimistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, we are gonna go ahead. Uh, Josh, why don't you give us a rundown? I'm not gonna. Something. I'm not gonna stay on this too long. We've, okay. already, we've already been here over an hour, and we got Wonder Woman and Batman to talk about. We do. Um, so I'm not gonna talk about really any specifics of the panel. So I won't bring up how Legacy of the Bat panel didn't even talk about Batman, uh, and I won't, you know, bring up how they had a uh, women of color panel, uh, which was hilarious because I only had one woman of color to actually starring in her own show on, on the panel. Uh, so I won't bring any of that up. Here's what I will talk about. And this is a problem with both companies. So like if, so like if you, if you're listening to this, you're like, Josh is just a Marvel fan. Well, yeah, I am a Marvel fan. I'm a DC fan too. And here's a problem both companies have. Um, as a pastor, one of the things we talk about, is that before you can fix anything, you need to repent of the sin that you have committed. Okay? Okay. <laughs> well, here's where I'm going with this. All right? This entire fan, DC fandom, when we first heard about it, when they started announcing things, they put this stuff up on, on the DC fandom shop, and it was, you know, John Ridley, uh, John Ridley's, uh, you know, un- untold history of DC, and then characters they were going to focus on okay and these characters are black lightning bumblebee uh vixen you know uh, you know just these you know these characters that you know that like you know they're they're uh black characters and they haven't had a whole lot of um exposure for the past few years okay now here's my problem with this the reason they haven't had a whole lot of exposure these past few years, and why DC is, in my opinion, being extremely hypocritical here, the reason that they haven't had a whole lot of exposure is because DC does not give them a chance to have exposure. So, for example, they create an entire book, okay, called Green Lanterns, when they do Rebirth, bringing back hope, and we're going to be diverse now, so we're going to do Rebirth, okay? And hey, I'm all I'm all for that, okay? There are so many fantastic characters. Uh, in in comics on both Marvel and DC uh, that are part of minorities that do not get discussed enough. Okay, but in Rebirth we did this Green Lantern's book. We're gonna have it. It's gonna start Simon Boz, Jessica Cruz, and we're gonna let it run, and we're gonna give it a good solid fifteen issues, and we're gonna cancel it. I don't know how long it got, but it but still it 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 got canceled pretty quickly. Okay, you know, and they do this all the time. You know, they, you know, as, as I was asking Jake, the Justice League and New 52. Here's your Justice League and New 52. Batman, Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Cyborg. Okay? Who of those characters was the only character that didn't have their own book in, at the beginning of New 52? Jake, who was the only character? Uh, Cyborg. Exactly. Cyborg was the only character that didn't have his own book. And he was a huge part of that Justice League run. And everyone loves Cyborg. And when they finally give Cyborg his own run, you know, they do it at the end of the New 52. I think it starts when everyone else at 35 
and he goes to the end of the new 52, and then when Rebirth starts, there's no Cyborg book. They've given up on it. And so DC is huge on putting these characters at the forefront or saying, like, we're going to give them a shot, and then going, well, no one's buying this stuff, so we're just not going to, we're, we're just going to cancel it. They do this over and over and over again. And so for me, it's a little hypocritical when I'm watching this DC fandom and you got John Ridley, who I think is a very talented person, coming out and going, you know, he's like, he's going to do this uh, book about, you know, the unauthorized history of DC where you're seeing big events through uh, uh, minority characters. And then he's going to do this, this book on Batman where it seems like it's going to probably focus on Luke Fox, although he doesn't say that. Uh, but he says his Batman will probably be a person of color. Um, so, like, I, I think all that's fantastic, okay? I think it's all great. But DC has not proven to me that they are going to keep this going. DC has not proven to me that this isn't anything more than a marketing stunt. Because if DC actually believed in their characters, they're supposedly, you know, these, these uh, minority characters that they are just, you know, so big on, if they actually believed in them, okay, if they believed in, in their characters half as much as they believed in Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut, then we would get actual good stories that people can hold on to from these books and from these characters. Why is that? Why, you know, I, I, I don't understand, you know, we, we have this whole DC fandom, you know, and I'm watching the whole thing and like, they're not announcing, you know, like bat, bat, the Batwoman in the new Batwoman show uh, is an African-American lady. And I think she'll probably be really good. Okay. But once again, that only happened because Ruby Rose left. So we're, we're in this weird time zone also where DC, in my opinion, is hoping we're going to forget the past 20 years because they've never treated any of their minority characters with any respect. And if you want to know how to do it, I've said, yes, Marvel, Marvel has a lot to pay, pay for, okay? But look how Marvel treated Miss Marvel and look how DC treated Simon Boz. And you tell me if you can't see a difference. Miss Marvel... Pakistani, young lady, real strong in her Islamic faith. Simon Boz gets the Green Lantern and or gets the Green Lantern ring. And the first thing they tell us about is he's scared of being called a terrorist on the streets. That's the first thing they deal with. You tell me what the difference is. You know? And so to me, the the fact that they that they that they're focusing on this diversity thing and they're not even like they're just hoping we forget and they don't even want to pretend like they're going to apologize for this. It just bothers me because it, it, it just seem, it seems like it's, it's <laughs> Jake said it was pandering, but it's not even pandering. It's just like, it's just like DC going, we hope you forget the last 20 years of our existence. That's what we're hoping for, you know, and, uh, and hopefully we can, you know, we can do this for the next six months and then hopefully the rest of America, you know, will forget about this Black Lives Matter stuff. And then we can get back to the characters that we really want to focus on. That's what it seems like to me. That's why I was bugged about most of DC fandom. That's all I'm going to say about it. Let's move on to Wonder Woman. How about that? Uh, we actually have one more thing before Wonder Woman. What? I'm sorry. It's it's a good one. Okay. Well, what do we have before Wonder Woman? Hang on. I wanted to go... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I wanted to do panels, which I knew you were upset about. Okay. I wanted to switch to something that I knew you were really excited about. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. you know, so this... So this, so this way, I, I, I wanted our listeners to see, you know, both sides of Kosh. Yeah, you're, well. you're, 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 you're a complex individual. Yeah. Um. So the next thing we're gonna, <laughs> real quick though, Al, do you have anything to add on any of that, or uh, you just gonna leave, just gonna 
basically because I really don't. I think I think Josh. I think Josh said a lot of things that were absolutely correct with the way DC Comics has handled certain things, and I think they definitely need to step up their game. Um, Al, is there anything that you have to add on on that subject right now, though? Uh, just that I knew that uh, whenever we decided to do a podcast, that if there were there were a few topics that, that I knew would really get me to go on very long rants, and one of them was DC's. Um, um, treatment, um, or lack thereof, rather, of Simon Boz. And I'm just glad that Josh has has crossed that off the list. I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I appreciate it. In a, in, in a very succinct manner, too. Like, that was, that was what, six minutes, maybe? Well, well, yeah. well done, really. All right, but moving on to something that Josh is excited for, I'm excited for, I'm assuming Al is excited for, uh, Black Adam. Uh, Black Adam movie is officially happening. As 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 we we've already known that for a while, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be playing will be playing the main character. But what's more interesting is they did like this like basically like animated like prologue animated like teaser trailer kind of thing where he's narrating, um, and we basically get we get the reveal that the Justice Society of America are going to be featured in this in this film. Um, and they name they name four char- he names four characters and that's Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher. Um, they announced who's playing Adam Smasher. I can't remember who it is. It's it's I think it's a newer person. Um, they have not announced the other three uh, actors and and or actress for Cyclone. Um, but uh, I'm I'm hype because I love the Justice Society. I really do, um, and. I kept thinking, I was like, how are they going to do a Black Adam movie? And for some reason, it never occurred to me to make it a Justice Society film. Um, one of Black Adam's best story arcs, in my opinion, is when he is basically joining forces with the Justice Society. Um, and I'm really I'm really excited to see to see where it's going to go. But I'm actually going to leave this one in the hands of Josh because Josh is one of the biggest Black Adam fans I know. Um, you know, so... So, yeah. Probably the biggest Black Adam fan, you know. Mm. Um, also, wait, did I call him Black Lightning? Probably. My, my, okay. my bad. Um, <laughs> Black Adam uh, is a. I, I think he's an extremely interesting character for a lot of reasons. Um, but one thing that one thing that does does kind of worry me about the movie, okay, is that you were asking how to do a, a Black Adam movie. Mm. Well, Black Adam is Black Adam is to Condock what. Bruce Wayne is to Gotham city. Hmm. And so I feel like that was one thing that was kind of left out. You know, you do have this idea of, you know, black Adam, um, you know, hating bullies and, and really dictators is what he hates. And like, that's his, when, uh, when, when they did the justice society, when they really relaunched black Adam, uh, that's how they redid his origin was that he was a guy who, you know, was given power to fight against dictators and basically became one himself. That was his thing. And uh, the Justice Society stuff is really about him trying to balance those two, uh, those two parts of him. Um, and so I, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see what they do there with that. Um, I would like to see um, uh, his wife get introduced. Uh, but I want to say... <laughs> That that's probably not going to happen because his wife's name. What, what's her name? Yeah, exactly. His wife's name's Isis, and I think that could be very difficult uh, in this mm. in this time. 
uh, that we're in. But when we talk about that Justice Society run, I mean, ISIS is a huge part of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that to me is a is a real big part of who he is. Um, so I, I don't know, but no, I thought everything I saw in it, I thought was really, really good. Um, it was, it was really early. It's basically all, uh, the trailer, even if you call, call it a trailer, it's really just a storyboard Yeah, is what it is. Um, but everything looks really good. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and you, you're getting characters that I didn't think, I didn't think Hawkman to ever be in a movie. I didn't, Cyclone's an interesting pick. Adam's Master's an interesting pick. Uh, was it Dr. Fate was the Dr. other one? Fate, yep. Dr. Fate's a very interesting pick. But mm-hmm. here's what I will say. All of those characters with the, well, both Hawkman and Dr. Fate really blend into that Middle East aesthetic, which I really yeah. kind of hope they they latch on to. I mean, that's, you know, I, an Americanized version of Black Adam is not good for anybody. So that's I really kind of hope they latch on to that kind of uh, Middle East aesthetic, you know. Yeah. yeah, because because that's I mean that's because Doctor Fate's Egyptian mm-hmm. uh, and Hawkman Egyptian, yes. so that's really what I'm kind of hoping they do. I think that could be really interesting. Al, what do you think? What do you think about about the fact that to, were real quick? Were you surprised by the Justice Society editions? Uh, um, I was uh, surprised by the fact that it was of uh, the Justice Society. I had heard rumors that. Um, um, these were a little while ago, but I'd heard rumors um, that Hawkman was going to be kind of the antagonist of the film. Um, so that had so that part did not surprise me, but the rest of the Justice Society stuff did uh, surprise me for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm hyped for it. I'm here for Black Adam. I love Black Adam. I was one of the few people apparently who watched and enjoyed Shazam. I'm, I'm all, I'm already invested in that, like in that corner of the DC universe. So, so, so yeah, I'm here for it. So, um, let's bring it on. Um, I will say, even though casting hasn't been announced formally, the name I've been hearing thrown around a lot, um, for Hawkman and black Adam has been, um, half Thor Bjornsson. Uh, on the mountain from Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a name I've been hearing thrown around a lot. Um, now, if there's any truth to that, I don't really know. But um, I think you think you do a great Hawkman. We've seen him beat people to death with his bare hands in Game of Thrones. So I yeah, think he'd, <laughs> I, I think he'd fit the role just fine. So mm-hmm. I think I think it would be interesting, Al. You bring up an interesting point. Um, you know the the trailer. Or whatever it was, storyboards is really, really careful. Uh, you've got black, you got Black Adam saying, "I'm going to lead them," you know, into the truth, justice, Black Adam way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's really careful to not label them as on the same team. I think it could be an interesting movie uh, if the Justice Society, because all with the exception of Cyclone, and even then. Adam Smasher, Hawkman, and Doctor Fate got got some issues. They do, you know. Yeah. Those three definitely have have some have some problems um, uh, and have some villainous tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that could be the, it, it, that. That's the thing about that movie. The that movie could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost the inverse of the Flashpoint movie in that it can go a lot of different ways. It makes me excited as opposed to Flashpoint, which is just like every way I. Don't, 
really bad. <laughs> so this one is diff, diff, different. That everything they they announced, I was like, yeah, that all seems awesome. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it looks great. Uh, Al did bring up Shazam, which this was the it was really the only Shazam news that they had. But that is that the sequel is actually going to be called Fury of the Gods. Um, so a lot of people are assuming that it's going to kind of dive a bit more into the um, the the si- the six names that Shazam draws his powers from, um, and then also, of course, if you have seen Shazam, you have seen the end credit scene. If you haven't seen Shazam, bit of a spoiler alert. Okay, but Mister Mind uh, shows up at the end and kind of teams up with Savannah, and I. I cannot explain to you how excited I am that we are going to get a Mr. Mind. Uh, oh yeah. Just, just story arc in general. Uh, the monster, the monster society of evil uh, is a, gr- is a great storyline uh, by Jeff. Is it Jeff Parker? Jeff, no, Jeff, Jeff Parker. No, no, Jeff Smith does that one. Jeff Parker did the, uh, uh, he did a Shazam. He did the multiversity. He did the multiversity one. Yeah, with Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Well, well, he um, did the well, he did the one that was based on the multiverse. Grant Morrison did the multiverse. That's that yeah. he did the convert the convergence yeah, book. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yes. Ex- excuse us. Um, but um, a lot, a lot of good Jeffs out there that are yeah. the writers. Um, but um, um, I was kind of bullish on Shazam, but uh, one thing that will get me hyped for Shazam too is Mr. Mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. Mind mm-hmm. is a character I never thought I would see on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty excited to see him on the big screen mm-hmm. in all of his glory because he's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> you know, just a just a horrible, horrible little slug person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And uh, so so I, I'm yeah, I mean I'd you know I didn't I didn't hate Shazam uh, Al. I just I thought it had some issues that no one else talked about. So but uh but I think Shazam two's got a lot of potential. Definitely, definitely, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So that that does lead us to um, so, something different, something else. Uh, th- just kind of, just kind of a real quick, real quick one because they didn't announce a whole lot about it um, before we get to our last two main points. Um, but that is the return of Milestone Comics uh, and the return of Static Shock. Um, and they Static. So ex- exactly, uh, and they have also announced an official uh, Static Shock movie is going to be happening as well. Um, so now I, I will readily admit, uh, Static Shock was not one that I really grew up with, not that, that I didn't like it or anything. It's just, it just, I never really watched it as, as much as I did, you know, Justice League Unlimited or Teen Titans during, during the time where, where those were coming on. Um, you know, but, uh, but Al, from Rick you watched a lot of Static Shock when you were younger, correct? Oh, 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 I love, <laughs> I love Static Shock. Mm-hmm. I love Static Shock so much, so I am I am very I am very hyped. Have you even said that it's going to be a live action film for, for Static Shock? Have you even said that yet? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Okay, yes. okay, <laughs> just making sure. I did, um, I did not want to just like totally gush over um, a project if we hadn't actually said what the project was going to be but yeah um no, <laughs> but yeah no um yeah apparently it's going to be um a static shock live action movie which oh man it's just you know i was reflecting on it the other day and while there are some there are some question marks coming up on some projects in the near future 
but like a live action static film just kind of reminds me like it is it is such a good time to not only to be a nerd but like especially to have grown up as a nerd because like i grew up as a nerd and like young al wouldn't have like just lost his mind if you told him hey you know what when you're an adult so you know when you have income and stuff to like buy movie tickets and merchandise and stuff, there's going to be a live action static shock film that comes out. I would, yeah, I just lost my mind. It's so good. It's such a good time to do it. It's, it's a good time to be a nerd y'all. It's good stuff. I'm super excited for that. Um, and for the comics as well. The comics is great. Just the headline of live action static shock film, which was barely even a headline. Like it's, it's gotten almost no attention at all. Uh, that was one of the big highlights uh, for me uh, from the event. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, thoughts on Monster Returning instead of Chuck? Yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, I, I echo everything Al says about Static Shock. Um, I think it's, a, once again, something the fans have been asking for since, like, 2005. When, when did Static Shock go off there, Al? About 2005? Is that about right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think it was. Well, it's, it's I, like, I, I, I know it's for the tip. Fact, fact checking boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's something that I remember. Uh, I remember when they did the DC icons figure for Static Shock. You mm. know, like I mean, that was something that everybody was just like, "Oh my gosh, we're getting an action figure." We never even thought we'd get that. And uh, you know, I mean, that's that's something that's long overdue. Milestone Comics, I think, has a lot of potential. Um, you know, I I want to see the other comics that I, I want to see a Vixen comic. I want to see a Black Lightning comic, and I sure. want to see them getting pushed and get an opportunity. You know, even if they're not cracking the top twenty in sales, I want to see them get the opportunity that people are giving. You know, that that Marvel gave Kamala Khan, or that you know Absolutely. Marvel gave Ta-Nehisi Coates to Black Panther. It's like that. That's what I want to see. Uh, and so I'm hoping, I'm hopeful of this. However, okay, you know, if next week they announce that Josh Trank is directing the Static Shock movie, oh my god, and he has this, and he has this quote <laughs> where he's like, "I'm just real excited to do this, you know, because I grew up next door to a black person, and I just really want to do this movie." And when that happens, okay, y'all remember. <laughs> I said first, okay? uh, because that would that because like I'm just I'm just I, when I hear announcements like that and there's so little to it, I just assume that there's that either a it's not thought out or b there's so many ways they can screw it up. Mm-hmm. So if Milestone Comics, here's what I want Milestone Comics to be, and like so I know we got stuff to talk about. Here's what I want it to be, okay? Milestone Comics needs to be comic books that are done by all African American, Hispanic. LGBTQ creators. That's sure. what it needs to be. Absolutely. Um, because there's plenty of them out there. There are. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty, and not just plenty of them out there, there's plenty of good ones out there. Mm. The biggest mistake that was that they made in Rebirth was that they gave Dan Jurgen Superman and not Gene Yoon Yang, if I said his name correctly. Gene Yoon Yang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guy who won the Eisner for the Avatar Last Airbender comics. Mm-hmm. They said, well, we're doing this Asian Superman thing. You can go on and do that. And they didn't give him Superman. And it's it's the biggest mistake that was made in Rebirth. And as far as I know, he hadn't done comics since. And, like, it's just, he's a... He is a... I, I can go into this without uh, 
without the presence of <clears throat> fat kicking boy. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Dean Lewin Yang is actually going to be doing the Shang Chi comic uh, for Marvel. Oh, there you go. He moved there to Marvel. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there you go. They See? were like, "Well, we can get this guy over so, here." So yeah, it's know? like so. But that's what I'm saying. How that works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's plenty of fantastic, you know, uh, uh, minority. Uh, writers out there absolutely and plenty of fantastic minority artists out there um and i just think that's what milestone needs to be and if milestone's anything other than that then in my opinion it's a failure i uh be while i'll still looking things up um i i fully agree with you i i absolutely do um and i want to go ahead and make a quick plug um for the black heroes matter uh movement that uh you can follow them on instagram i think they have a facebook page as well they might even have a twitter um, Instagram is where, is where I find them. Um, I love what they are doing. They, because they are trying to bring awareness to exactly what you're saying, bringing in creators, uh, and characters of color. Um, I think, cause I think they, they have a black hero. I think it's black heroes matter. And then they also have an Asian heroes matter as well. Like I think they kind of work in like the same kind of community. Um, and, and I fully agree with you. And honestly, you know, I say we weren't going to talk about the comics a whole lot because this is really the main thing they announced for the comics, but there there have been a lot of talks about DC recently and about what they can do to kind of step up their game to kind of keep up with what Marvel's doing. Um, if anyone is really kind of keeping up with the sales or with even the the critic the critical successes um, and the decisions that DC is making versus the decisions that Marvel is making it kind of looks like DC is going to need to make a few big moves. And here's the thing. If you told, if you told me tomorrow that they have an entire imprint that is based entirely on, like you said, LGBT and LGBTQ creators, uh, uh, black creators, Asian creators, and the creators of minorities and characters that are focusing on, on those kinds of storylines, I would, I, I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm back with DC, which I mean, I'm, let me rephrase. I never was away from DC, but I would I would want to support that, and I, I fully agree with you that that is something that definitely needs to happen. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Al, uh, what, what what exactly were you looking up again? I, I know I know we sang the oh, yeah. song, but I couldn't remember what you were looking up. I'm sorry. Fact checking boy. The last episode of Static Shock aired in May of 2004. So both Josh and okay. I were wrong. Okay. Josh thought it was 2005. I thought it was 2006. So we were both wrong. I, I knew it was around then. Well, but I mean, seriously, like, people have been wanting more static shock stuff, you know. And he's in he's in Young Justice. I don't know if he's in season three, but he's in he's one of the yeah. Runaways in Young mm-hmm. Justice. Uh, I I will admit, uh, static shock actually because I just remembered this. He will always have a, have a special place in my heart. Um, because he was the first time that I realized a shared universe was a thing. Um, because there's an episode of Static Shock where he meets up with the Kevin Conroy version of Batman. Yeah, he does. And there's a point where, but but it gets even crazier, okay? Because right there you have two shows mixing, but then he asks where Robin is, and Batman just deadpans, he's with the Titans. And then Static goes, what? And he goes, you'll meet them later. And then from there, once again, you know, it, as much as Al loves Static Shock, I was super into Teen Titans, which I know Al, you love Teen Titans as well. But like, that was my show. You know, it was Teen Titans. I loved all five of them and everything. Um, so for so for me to hear that reference and then to realize, oh my god, they're all in the same universe. Like that was 
let, let's see, you said 2004, so let's let's just say that it was 2003. So my at that point eight to nine year old mind just exploded at, at the thought process that all these characters worked in the same shared universe inside cartoons, not only just comics. Um, so so yeah, no, I uh, I, I do remember that. Now I do have fond memories of that. Um, all right, so we are at an hour and a half. Uh, this is this has gone on quite a bit longer than I anticipated, but we, we had a lot to we had a lot to talk about. We had a lot, a lot of things to say, um, and I think I think we've we've said the the I'm not even sure if it's the best, but definitely the That's biggest the two. You think it's the best? Okay, the the best two for last. Yeah, it's the best two for last. You, even I agree. Um, we're gonna start off with uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, or Wonder Woman eighty four, exactly what the, t- the subtitle is. Um, if it's if it's one thing that we've said about the DC Cinematic Universe at any given point in time through our writings, through our podcasts, streams, whatever, we have loved Gal Gadot's versions of Wonder Woman, um, even from her horribly underused seven minutes in Batman vs Superman, to the fact that he has to date the best of the DC EU films. Um, and her shoulders have to be hurting from what, from the amount of carrying that she does in the Justice League film. Um, you know, um, I, I personally cannot wait for this film. Um, once again, another character that I never thought I'd get on screen, Maxwell Lord of all characters, you know, (laughs) like, and, and even better played by Pedro Pascal played by, uh, you know, Mandalorian and Ober Martell. Like I'm. I'm I'm so excited, you know, to 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 see him to see him take on this role, um, you know, and the I, I think they've done a really good job where they didn't showcase a lot of new info in this trailer, with the exception of the reveal of what Sheeta looks like, which is a big thing. Um, but I think they've still saved a lot for the actual film, which with with a movie that has been delayed so many times, of course, due to COVID. Um, and the fact that basically theaters just aren't open right now. Um, you know, I, I know some theaters are open, but you get what I'm saying. New, new movies are about to come back. Nature is healing. Um, you know, with a film that has, that, has, that has undergone this kind of disruption, obviously it's actually kind of amazing that more hasn't come out about this movie, like, spoiler-wise. Um, but I'm very, very excited for it. Um Al, what you got, man? What what, what, what do you think about Cheetah's new design? What do you what do you think about um, the new trailer? Uh, just Wonder Woman in general. Just let's let's just gush over Wonder Woman for a bit. I'm 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 ready. I would love to. I would love to gush over Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, man. Like um, up till the last couple of days, uh, I considered uh, Wonder Woman 1984 to be one of and probably the biggest thing um you know in terms of things uh, that COVID has taken away from me this year um <laughs> it's one of the things i was really really excited about when i thought when i thought about the year 2020 before all of this stuff happened i was just like i get to watch the new wonder woman and cheetah's gonna be in it and maxwell lord's is gonna be <laughs> in it with his weird vague powers he has sometimes it's great um like it's (laughs) it's huge and i was really sad when um it got delayed and all that but just this trailer has has just reinvigorated me i'm so i'm so ready for it i'm ready 
I'm just, I'm ready for Wonder Woman with your golden armor and, and just flying on the lightning strikes with her lasso. I'm, I'm ready for Steve Trevor and his fanny pack and his handsome but super stupid, dumb face. Um, I'm ready for for whatever Maxwell Lord is going to do. It's going to be it's going to be something, and it could be confusing. And I'm ready for Kristen Wiig to just have her her moment, just her big reveal. And she's ah, she's she's like a super agile, ferocious version of Rum Tum Tugger. Like I'm just I'm just super. I'm making jokes, but I'm super into it. Like I'm super into everything from this trailer, and it just makes me. It puts a smile on my face every time I think about it. I'm just so. I'm so ready for it. Every time I think about Wonder Woman 1984, I forget the confusion and the bewilderment I have about Flashpoint. And I'm just like, yeah, it's whatever. It's all going to be okay. After <laughs> after Flashpoint, I could just go home and watch Wonder Woman 1984 for the 300th time by then. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm just I'm just really excited for it. I can't even talk anymore. Josh, go because I'm just saying things now. Uh, I uh, I think Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four looks fantastic. Obviously, um, I I have suspicion of why this is happening. So this is a critique that has no basis, possibly in reality. I'm not overtly happy Steve Trevor's back in this movie. Um, but I have suspicion without going to spoiler territory because I know what Maxwell Lord is. So I have suspicion yeah. that I know what's happening here. Um, but I, uh, my, my biggest issue with um, the first Wonder Woman movie um, has come from Steve Trevor because I don't like, I don't like the last 20 minutes of the first Wonder Woman movie because it's basically... Steve Trevor mansplaining war to Wonder Woman, you know, the Amazonian uh, warrior, and then going off and having the heroic moment, and then Wonder Woman gets a CG fight. So I'm kind of hoping that Patty Jenkins pulls that back, which I think she will. It uh, seems way more like Steve Trevor's a fish out of water here, which I think could be a, a, a fun way of doing it. Um, I don't even try to pretend to ask myself where this exists in the DC universe at this point. I don't even care. Um, you know, at this point, I think they're all doing their own thing. So like one of my early critiques when they announced it was, uh, and this is a Wonder Woman critique as well is like, well, so in justice league, you know, like Wonder Woman has been under the radar for 80 years at this point, you know, and it's like, at this point, I don't even care. Like, I mean, just, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> just give me, you know, I, I don't need, you know, you know the, I just, you know, I say that stuff, I'm thinking that stuff in my head, and then the my lizard brain, you know, sees Wonder Woman lassoing lightning, and I'm just like, you know what, I'm down for this. <laughs> and Al, the one thing you didn't bring up that I thought, that I that I love, I love the gold armor uh, costume. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's, I just think it's the coolest looking thing. Um, I think Kristen Wiig will be a fantastic Kita. Um, the the best Cheetah is one of my favorite villains. I think he's really underrated. Um, I love Barbara Minerva <laughs> because she's so off kilter, and Kristen Wiig is very good at being off kilter. Uh, the moment she was announced, I know there was like some a lot of people were like, "Really, her?" No, the moment she was announced, 
I was like, that's a, that's a fantastic cast. If you've ever seen Gilly on Saturday Night Live, you know why Kristen Wiig can do Cheetah. <laughs> uh, you know, and like I like that I will, you know, that I will underline that quote. You can quote me on that one. And then, of course, like you said, Maxwell Lord, I think is. We're living in a world where Maxwell Lord is, is in a is in, is in a, is in, is in in a DC film. DC yeah. film. Well, that's just hilarious to me. Uh, so I just uh, yeah I, I, yeah I I have I don't have much bad to say about Wonder Woman eighty four. I think it looks really good, um, and I think it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, two things that I did not know that I that uh, I I just saw. Well, one is that it has. It has a current release date for the United States for October second. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pushed back a bit further than that, but that actually makes me happy. Um, I think it will get. I think I think Buffett and Black Widow will be in November. That's my that's so? my guess. Because I think I think Tenet's about to bomb. <laughs> so that's, that's well. I mean, I, I mean, not bomb. I mean, I feel like it's about to. Like I think they're going to release Tenet, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, you know, what would normally be a two hundred fifty million dollar opening to end up being like a fifty million dollar opening. Gotcha. And when you're dealing with DC and did Warner Bros. and Disney at this point, they don't they don't want to risk that. You that's know? true. I mean, this is Black, this is Black Widow and Wonder Woman. This is two movies we've been wanting to see, you know, for a long time now, uh, and they know that at given the right time setting, they can get a billion dollars out of both these properties. So that's I don't true. think I don't think it's going to be one where they're going to be in a hurry to release it. Mm. You know, so uh, so my guess would be they both get pushed back in November. Okay, that, that's fair. Um, the other thing that I did notice, uh, that I, I did not know, uh, Hans Zimmer is doing the, is doing the music for this one. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, apparently he, uh, he replaced, uh, Rupert Gregson Williams. Um, I was unaware of that, which that's awesome. Hey, I mean, he, he did that once again. The only thing I liked about Batman first Superman is when she jumps in front of, Whatever I'm not even gonna call that monster doomsday. Whatever it was, what, whatever the yeah, whatever the gray thing, the was. gray thing was, and then that Hans Zimmer <laughs> exactly <laughs> that kicks in, and I'm just like, I was like, oh, let's go, let's do this. Like every part of this movie has been has made me want to kill myself until this moment. Like, so let's do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that leads us to the finale uh, of of this discussion, this podcast. Okay. Um, something, someone that, something that was pretty much up in the air for me. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the more I heard about this film, the less excited I was. Um, had a, and then, then I looked into more of who Robert Pattinson is as a person, and he really likes to screw with people in interviews. I think I don't think he likes interviews that much. Um, which honestly. Can't even say I blame him, especially if your first big outing into the world of being a celebrity was uh, with the Twilight fan base, um, which you know, ca- kind of, kind of a mixed, uh, mixed bag of good and bad there. But uh, you know, one of the thing, one of the things that I, I was, I was kind of iffy on him um, playing the Batman, which is what we're talking about here. Um, you know, they Matt Reeves, director of War of the Planet of the or excuse me, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes. Um, and the is, third one. He directed all three of them, right? War's the third. It's Rise, Dawn. Uh, he didn't direct the first one. I thought he directed, he didn't direct, who directed the first one? I can't Fact checking boy. Fact checking boy. boy. <laughs> who, who directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes? He did all three. Mm-mm. 
He directed Dawn and uh, War. That's why. Well, how would they switch and midstream on that? They're all really. I was about to say, I know for I know for a fact Reeves only did Dawn and War. Um, I, okay. I'll check it. Okay. Yeah. Um, which if you if you have seen them, like Rise is not bad, but you can definitely see that that you know Dawn and War are both fantastic. You know, but Dawn and War are both really really good movies. Um, Who the hell but, is uh, Oh. I'm sorry, I thought I was on mute. My bad. <laughs> I found out who, who directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> okay, it? It's uh, it's Rupert Wyatt. Okay, I have no clue okay. who it is. You're right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. oh, yep, you what, understand. What's he done? Let, let's understand, go ahead and do this. You understand my incredulity. Um <laughs> he has also done uh, the most recent thing he did was 2019 Captive State. I don't think you ever heard of that one. He also did The Gambler in 2014 with Harky Mark and the Hunky Wahlberg. And he did... I don't remember this. He did 2008's The Escapist. And here's one for all you comic book fans out here. He was slated to direct um, Channing Tatum's Gambit film. Ooh. That was in limbo for 27 years and then got dropped. So there you go. What a, what a world that would have been if a Gannett movie had already come out. The, the number one thing I did not expect from our podcast on DC Fandom was to feel bad for a guy by the name of Rupert Wyatt. <laughs> who literally true. did the first play of the movie. Everybody loved it. And somehow he got replaced from Matt Reeves. And now Matt Reeves is doing the Batman movie. And he's doing movies I've never heard of. This man, I feel bad for him. So pour one out for Rupert Wyatt when you get a chance. Um, but anyway, you were saying. Uh, yes. Um, but anyways, um, you know, they, they started revealing pictures of, you know, what the suit looks like, what the, what the, there's a bat cycle, uh, the Batmobile, what, what the world of the, of the Batman film is going to look like. And uh, the more I saw, um, I was actually pretty impressed i thought i thought the early designs were pretty cool um and then they finally dropped this trailer and you know i paul dano as riddler i think is going to be a uh pretty pretty awesome his his riddler voice is very very intriguing to me um but i but i really like it um i their early designs for him i'm assuming i'm assuming that's just because it's this early in the film or something I, I don't know if he's going to don a green boiler and uh, oh, and, and the in suit. He will if they want my money. <laughs> That's, that, is, that is fair. That is fair. Um, but uh, but I really I really I really think that he's gonna he's gonna be a great addition to the storyline. Um, you know, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. You know, is gonna be great. The, we don't see her a lot in this trailer. We see like glimpses you know which that's kind of yeah. you know kind of be expected um but I'm, just, I'm okay with that jeffrey Wright is jim gordon yeah. what i'm sorry i was just gonna say um i think comes oh kravitz is and and these are all really good castings overall but i think oh kravitz is is the best casting in the movie i think she'll be great as selena kyle absolutely um you know, I I really like that they are, at least from the from the from the first trailer, Matt Reeves is sticking to what to what he said. What he, he said that he wanted a more 
detective murder mystery kind of driven Batman story. And the thing is, is like, I love that aspect because that's really, when we really get right down to it, we haven't seen that aspect on film yet. I mean, we have, we have like, you know, some bits and pieces of that from the Nolan verse. Um, but the actual, like he is hunting down basically a serial killer and, and the Riddler that that's something that that's more interesting. That that's something that's interesting to me because it's something that we haven't seen. And it's something that could definitely differentiate his storyline and his world of the Batman from something uh, from any of the others that have come before. Um, so we're actually, we're going to save Josh for last on this one. Al, what are your, what are your thoughts on the, uh, on the Batman film uh, overall? Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that trailer. Um, I'm one of the people who was really skeptical of this whole film leading up to the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. But I was I was very pleasantly surprised. It got me pretty hyped for Batman. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty excited to watch the movie after that. Um, I think the cast is great. Um, you only see Colin Farrell as the Penguin for like a second and a half in the trailer, but like he is like unrecognizable. It's, it's okay. Insane. See, I'm actually looking that up because yeah, I, f- I, f- yeah, I had to watch the trailer twice to find him. See, I, 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 I've got to look up yeah. his, his picture. Yeah. He is. Unrecognizable. I, I still, I, I did not see him in that. It's great. Hang, it's hang great. On. Keep, 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 keep yeah. speaking. Keep, keep going, yeah. ahead. going ahead. Yeah. I mean, whoever is in charge of the films, like, Makeup and costume design and stuff like they must have put like a prosthetic like in his mouth or something like it's it's insane. I had to do I had to watch the trailer like, like that's three, him three times. Yeah, that's Colin Farrell, dude. Yeah, I mean, he, like, like that's that handsome bastard Colin Farrell right there. Man, like that, that looks <laughs> insane. Man, that looks awesome. It's insane, but get, um, get in a top hat. I mean, like, let's go. <laughs> that's great, man. But um, yeah, I think the casting overall is great. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in a re- I'm in a weird place with our Pat because I think, I think he is a really good actor in the f- things I've seen him in. Um, he he does really good job in a lot of really challenging roles. Um, I don't doubt his ability to to play Bruce Wayne or play Batman. Um, I think he'll do a great job. Um, I don't like Robert Pattinson as a person, but that's just a whole other whole other topic. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I'm and like again, even like three days ago, I I wasn't sure if I'd get to a point where I was actually excited for the Batman because I've been so so jaded by the last few DC films, but like I'm, I'm into it. I'm here for it. I'm excited. And I saw that um, it's going to take place in year two of Bruce Wayne's career as Batman, which the more I think about that, the more I'm a fan. I think that's really smart. I think it's really smart to not do an origin story to get past the year one stuff of him taking down organized crime. I, I know, I think our mind Falcone. With you, Al, you there? I think I think we're losing you, man. Coming not coming through. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. The, okay. So, sorry, you, you you said uh, 
uh, you were saying something about Fal- Falcone. I'm, I'm sorry. I, th- I think we might have lost you a little bit there. Oh, no, no. I got you. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I think um, I think I read that Carmine Falcone is supposed to be in the Batman. Um, it'd be cool if his character was kind of like the last of, like, the OGs of, like, the old Gotham underworld. And then this is going into year two, kind of giving way to, like, the rise of, like, this super villain type stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I'm into it. I'm... I'm excited for a Batman movie, and that feels good to say after all this time. It feels really good. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry that I'm so focused on this, um, but, like, I just, I love him as the Penguin. Like, I, I can't get over that. Okay. Just because, like, he literally looks like, like it looks like the uh, the Batman Earth 1 version of, of the mm-hmm. Penguin. Like, I, I... I cannot, I cannot wait to see, even if he has like three, three scenes, you know, and it's just like, you know, Mayor Kalapot or something, you know, just, just building towards something bigger later. I'm, I'm down. I'm absolutely down. Um, but Josh, I mean, as the, as the resident Batman fan, you know, from the fandom correspondence and really most likely Kentucky, um, you know, if, 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 if not in America, really, um, <laughs> <laughs> what 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 did you think of the of the Batman trailer? So I'm gonna do so I'm gonna do two things here. Okay. One, I'm gonna defend Robert Pattinson. Okay. Two, I'm gonna quote Al from another podcast of the only issue I have with the Batman. The trailer. Uh, before I say anything, um, this might sound hyperbolic, but it's it's not in my opinion. As great as Wonder Woman eighty four looked. The trailer was the biggest success DC fandom had, if for all, if for no other reason than the fact that no one was expecting it. That's big. And, and that's true. And, it, and it's the only thing anyone's talking about right now. I mean, Wonder Woman 84, like, the thing is, like, we know Wonder Woman 84 at worst is going to be, what, an eight and a half? Roughly. So, yeah. like, uh, so everybody knows that's going to be a great movie, and we're just ready for it. I don't think anyone, I, I told you the day before, I don't, I don't expect a Batman trailer. Yeah. I didn't expect, I expected more set <laughs> photos. You know, I, that's what I expected. So I was not expecting a trailer. We we were like driving like an hour before it aired, and you t- and you said yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't expect. I did not expect a Batman trailer because I didn't do a Suicide Squad trailer. Uh, so you know, I think um, I think the I think it was success. Uh, I, there's nothing in the trailer I don't like. Um, Robert Pattinson. One of the reasons I love this casting and the casting in every single one of these, every single person that's been has been cast right now. And this is a big thing for me when I'm dealing with comic book movies. No one in that cast has an ego. And if you want to know why this is a bad thing, go back and watch your Suicide Squad again and watch Jared Leto prance and prance around. Or even worse, go back and watch Jesse Eisenberg. I refuse to call that man Lex Luthor in Batman for Superman. And if you want to see actors with an ego, that's what they look like. And here's what I say about Pattinson is that anyone that's ever worked with him says nothing but great things about him. And if you ever saw the King, uh, where he's basically an idiotic French King who has, he has three scenes. (laughs) One of those scenes is he can't even stand up in his armor. And that was a role. He put everything he had into it. So I think, I do think he trolls the fans. I don't think he, or at least maybe not even the fans, really just the people that, um, are, um, uh, interviewing him because I got to be honest, uh, some of the interview questions that I see, particularly at Comic Con stuff like that, 
I just, I mean, go just just go back and look at how many times they they've asked Scarlett Johansson about her underwear in the Black Widow suit, yeah. and you can understand. Like, I just, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I literally, I mean, they, like, like there would be TMZ articles about how horrible Josh was uh, to to work with on on every movie because I'd just be like, I just don't want to talk to any reporters. I hate all of you. Um, and so I think Pattinson gets something of a bad rep there. But more on that, here's the thing about Robin Pattinson that shocks me. No one has ever looked more like Bruce Wayne, uh, or, or at least, or at least the Bruce Wayne of the Greg Capolo. No, I, nobody, no Ooh, one, no okay, one. Okay, okay. At least the at least the Greg Capolo of uh, the Greg Capolo run. He looks directly taken from the panels. Which now that is that your favorite? Batman yeah, Scott story? Snyder and Greg Capolo is my oh, favorite. Okay, okay, just making sure. Just right, making but, sure. But, but but even really? if you look at really, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even if you look at Grant Morrison, Tony Daniel. Uh, you look at Jim Lee, like he is like the perfect counterpoint uh, for all those. I mean, he is, he, he looks like Bruce Wayne. He looks like Batman. The, <laughs> the mascara thing people need to get over. Um, that's been a central aspect of every Batman on film going all the way back to Michael Keaton, which all of you guys are trying to convince me that that's a good Batman and it's not. But if you like that Ooh. Batman, he had on the mascara Whoa. way back in 1989 and no one complained. Okay. So yep. if we're going to complain now in 2021 about that, uh, I just, I don't even want to listen to you anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. It look the movie looks really good. Um, but Al on the last of us podcast, one of the main things that he ranted about was how Naughty Dog would not shut up about The Last of Us. Mm. So when you, just, just for fun, podcast listeners, instead of just watching the trailer over and over and over again, I want you to go and see how people talk about this movie and tell me if you're just not a little put off. Or, or really not just this movie, all the movies in DC's canon right now. Because my main issue with DC and here's the thing, I'm a Batman fan, okay? But when I go see a Superman movie, I don't expect to see a Batman movie. I expect to see a Superman movie. So, like, when you're trying to make all your characters fit into this Batman aesthetic, that's a problem. And here's where I'm going with this. One of the lovely sound bites that everyone focused on, because they didn't even talk about that much, one of the lovely sound bites everybody focused on was how Aquaman 2 was going to be more serious. And I just think that's unnecessary. For a, I mean, for a couple of years. First of all, it's not like Aquaman was like this jovial romp anyway. I mean, in that movie, you've got betrayal, terrorism, betrayal by a good friend. You've got racial ins insensitivity. You've got fighting with your brother. It's, 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 it's not like this movie's like... Black Manta just doing Black Manta things. <laughs> and the movie, the whole, the whole point of that movie starts when Aquaman leaves Black Manta's father to die. So it's not like this was like some, you know, land before time movie. Okay. This was, this was not a, this was not. And so, so all, and see what I'm talking about is you had that Batman trailer drop. And then literally two hours later, you had Aquaman 2. Yeah, we're going to be more serious in Aquaman 2. The only reason you would say that is because you're like, oh crap, the Batman trailer just dropped. And it's, it's this grounded take on superheroes. Well, you know, when we're talking about the guy who's the king of Atlantis, who can, who has a, you know, a spear that can summon lightning, you know, we better make that grounded as well. That's just idiotic, and I'm tired of it. And so, like, when you're, so, yes, the Batman movie looks fantastic, but if this is going to be another situation 
where like this movie's super successful and then everyone takes all the wrong lessons from it, that's going to be a problem. And, and, and as I was watching the trailer, I'm like, man, this looks really good, but gosh, I can totally see Wonder Woman 3 just being like, okay, now Wonder Woman, how does she deal with Islamic terrorism? Like, I mean, can you see that happening? <laughs> You know, when you're watching that, mm. you know, and, and I'm just like, th- th- this is this is just a problem that DC has, that Marvel just sidesteps completely because they don't even try to explain to you how real their world is. It's just like, these people exist. Deal with it. You're in a movie theater. You know, we're no, we know you got, we got you for two hours. You're mm. going to suppress mm. your ability to tell reality from non-reality for two hours. Okay. DC's the other way around. And I don't understand why they do that. So, yes, the movie looks fantastic. As a Batman fan, I think it's spot on. It was the big success from DC Fandom. It's the only thing anyone will be talking about, you know, for the next weeks from this, okay? There, there's a reason we saved it for the last. Yeah, you know, like even but us. at the same time, if, this is, if, if, if we're just going to do this dark, gritty Batman again, and then, we're, then all these other superhero movies are going to be dark and gritty, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here for that. That's just dumb. That's just stupid. You know, so yes, I think it looks great, but I'm cautiously optimistic about what's happening after that um, because that's just, I think people take the wrong, they, they watch the Nolan trilogy and they take the wrong lessons from it. So that's where I'm at. Definitely some fair points. Uh, all right. Uh, Al, any, any, any closing statements? Anything we missed? Anything that you just want to reiterate? Uh, anything you want to say to the people who have listened to this for uh, this two hours of us rambling on about DC? Um, it, it feels good to be excited about DC films again. It really does. Yeah, that's definitely my biggest takeaway from this as well. Um, even even as hesitant and as skeptical and critical as we as we can be of certain things, um, there's still definitely a lot to love. Um, yeah, definitely. Any closing remarks, Josh? Are you good where you're at? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think uh, overall, I think DC fandom was was probably a success. I mean, I mm-hmm. think uh, I think you know for the most part, even with all the issues I had with some of their, in my opinion, more hypocritical stances, I think it was it was a success. I will. I will be intrigued to see what they do September 12th because the hilarious part about this that we didn't bring up is that all this stuff is happening a week after Warner Bros. just or AT&T just walked into the DC offices and, and said, okay, all you editors, you're gone, you know? Yeah. And uh, a lot of big shakeups happen. And so I just, I'm really intrigued to see how they, uh, um, how they, how they come back or not how they come back, but really just how they answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I'll be intrigued to see what they do September 12th. Yeah. That's uh as as Josh was saying that that's and currently well like I said the best of my knowledge that's when they're going to be talking more about the actual state of the comics um and uh, it's kind of interesting because now now it kind of feels like they were basically like you have a month you know give us something at, at Fandom Part yeah. Two um and I'm I, I they they announced who the two new editor in chiefs are of DC Comics um I did not know their names they were they were unknowns to me um. But at the same time, let's, I mean, I, I trust, I'm, I'm trusting them as a company, you know, that DC has done some great things over the last few years. Um, you know, they have made some questionable decisions, a few, a few different things, but overall, um, I've loved a lot of what they've done and I am still proud to call myself a DC fan. Um, and just like Al said, I'm 
very, very happy to say that I'm excited to be a DC fan again um, and to be excited for DC films again. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're going to leave you on, on that note. Um, once again, thank you all so much for, uh, for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us on the special edition of Phantom Talk. Um, we've got, we've got some big things planned, um, here in a few weeks, we might be taking a bit of a hiatus as we've got some pretty big life changes uh, that are, that are going to be happening for us uh, personally, but we've, we've got a few more podcasts that we definitely want to get out before then. Um, you know, and as, oh, excuse me, as of this airing, um, this Wednesday, uh, August 27th, no, excuse me, this Thursday, excuse me, uh, August 27th, we will be doing a special, um, trivia night online so definitely check out the fandom correspondence facebook page for that event um and we would love to see you all on there and also if there's any kind of uh, any things that you guys want us to cover anything that you guys want to hear our opinions on please go over to patreon um sign up for, no, for the for the five dollar uh, support and you will be able to suggest things to us we're, we're going to be having some polls up soon about what you guys want to see um like I said, as we get those, you know, changes happening, it's actually going to be allowing for us to hopefully put out some more content, especially on the on the streaming side, especially for me at least personally. Um, so that's definitely something I'm going, to, I'm going to be talking to you guys about soon. And of course, like I said, if you if you want to see any kind of podcast or any kind of subjects on here, let us know. We'd love to talk to y'all. We'd love to talk to to talk to you about the stuff that you guys love. Um, you know, because like we always say, you know, fandom is for everyone, and that. That, you know, encapsulates every, everything everything that we are and everything about this. Or I suppose we could also say Fandome is for everyone. We could. I mean, not really. That's no, a, you could, but... You could, but, but yeah. it's not correct. Mm. I mean, you know. Mm. Well, that's out, uh, of the, say, that's, out, that's out there in the ether now, so... <laughs> it is now. So that's... <laughs> Yeah, that be- that belongs <laughs> to the universe now, Jacob. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that, guys. All right, my friends. Once again, thank you all so much. You guys have a wonderful evening. Uh, we'll see you all next time. <laughs>